Ari the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We will open the phone lines uh, in the final segment of the mm-hmm. show. Get your response to some of the topics we plan to explore today. So make sure you keep listening for that. Um, you know, it's always interesting when you open the phone lines because uh, we don't know necessarily or, you know, we don't know exactly who we're talking to. You know what I mean? We don't know who's listening. We don't know how you come across the program. And yeah. so um, really, we don't we don't know. We have a we have a fair understanding of who the audience is, but we don't know who's listening. And it's always amazing to me. Um, when the Lord does something like he did yesterday, I just want to yeah. say to our sister Melody, who was listening to us yesterday, um, she also took um, some extra time to go and um, pop over to the Aaron the Addison's Facebook page and and just to say that yesterday's program helped her make a decision that she had been wrestling with for a long time. Mm. Um, I just want to say that we do not take that lightly at yeah. all. At all. Our great desire and our prayer is that the Lord would use the work that we do to advance his kingdom. Amen. That's what we want. Like that's that's the aim and that's the goal. And so um, I praise God for you having the boldness. You know what I mean? Like it's it's sort of like uh, pressing through, you know, beyond all the ridicule. And what do people what will people think? What will people say? It's 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 like, okay, wait a minute, (laughs) you know. If I'm involved in something that does not glorify God or that is not pleasing to God, um, I got to get out of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and so anyway, I just want to um, I just want to let you know that uh, I was praying for you as the show as we closed out the show. And um, as the Holy Spirit reminds me, I will continue to pray for you uh, that you will make decisions that glorify God. Yeah, uh, because Amen. that is that's every Christian is tasked with that. Right. Yeah. That we live for the glory of God. Some of our decisions may appear to other people to be easier than than they are to us. But, you know, each person in that situation is in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> Right. True. And somebody on the outside could be true. looking in and going, well, mm-hmm. I mean, you just do that. But when you're in it, you know, it's it's different. And, you know, it takes obedience. It takes obedience. It takes courage. It takes sacrifice. Um, to live for the glory of God, among other things. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> okay. I, even to say um, towards our uh, listeners and callers, we appreciate you. And I and I just want to say, you know, to Brother Patrick, I pray for you as well. Yes, because you know, just your situation, and you, you know, very transparent that you know, yeah. and, and your yep. feelings, and so just uh, pray for your strength. The Lord will help you to endure, and that you know you'll follow His His lead. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, yes, uh, we had some great callers who are. Uh, feel comfortable enough to to open up about yeah you know these real real things happening yeah following after the Lord is not for the faint of heart right it's it's not it's not the easy way out 
Right. It, it's, it's, it really is not, you know, Christianity really is not a narcotic. It's <laughs> not something that just like, you know, it's, it, it's not an opiate. It's, mm. it, it's not something that just lulls you to sleep or just kind of takes you out of your right mind. In fact, uh, Christianity and, and following after the Lord sobers you up to the point where you see yourself. Mm. You see Man. yourself. Yeah. And this is why I've said for a number of years that when we tell people, and just think about this for a second. When we tell people that we're Christians, <laughs> we are revealing to them something very deeply personal about us. Not that we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is true. But when we tell people that we are Christians, we are saying, yeah, I'm rotten. <laughs> I'm sinful. I deserve the wrath of God. But there is one who took it in my place. Mm. And I accept that. Amen. That should be very humbling to everyone who Amen. ever says they're a Christian, because there are people out here who the same is true of them in that they're rotten. <laughs> they, you know, they deserve the wrath of God, but they don't know it. Mm. So they don't they don't know that they're walking around where the wrath of God is on them already. They don't mm. they don't know that. Right. They're just unaware, just kind of living life. But the Christian has a different posture. Yeah. And that is, and it should be one of a, a near constant state of humility mm. that in the name that you bear is the admission that, man, you know, <laughs> I only get to wear this name because I agree that I'm sinful. Yeah. And there is one who had to pay a penalty for me Amen. to be reconciled <laughs> to God. So when we say that, there's no room for flesh to glory, no boasting. No boasting. Where then is boasting? <laughs> right. Paul might ask us. Where then is it? You know, when you realize who you are. Man. And that's why when we look at these topics on a regular basis, it's not to come from a place of like, let me get up on my soapbox or right. my apple cart and start talking about this. It is to say, man, do we have one set of directives that we have submitted ourselves to as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. When we say we're Christians, are we publicly admitting that we're not good people, but the Lord has redeemed us? Mm. And are we also saying that if he can do that for me, he can do that for mm. you, right? Like, I mean, we, we're not looking at ourselves and saying, well, you know, I only needed him a little bit. We need him. Yeah. Point Amen. blank, period. Amen. Right. And there may be a lot of things that we have never done but we need the Lord Jesus Christ. We need his saving work. So anyways, um, I think that'll help us flow nicely into this article. We read this a couple of days ago mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, this is the church advancing, but I also was kind of exploring as I read this article, I was exploring why this would make news headlines. <laughs> 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 and, and I think I've arrived at a conclusion <laughs> and it may be, it may have something to do with what I kind of just was saying, what we're talking about here and kind of setting it up. There are things that we think, you know, that are, I tr just try to describe it accurately. There are things that are abhorrent to God, but among Christians, we say those things are not so bad, mm. right? So <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not like the things that we define as big, like pearl clutching sins, right? You're right? right. You're right. But the Lord defines them as sin, right? And and even, you know, we're going to get, we're, basically, let me just tell you, just in a nutshell, we're going to talk about pride today. We're going to talk about pride um, because this, this article really <laughs> grabbed my attention. Um, one, because it's a headline like this, this should just happen and it should not make headlines. But the fact that it's making headlines shows 
that it's shocking for people to care about everything that God cares that's, about. That's true. Right? Like, it's like, <laughs> the, so, so here's a story here. A Dallas mega church pastor, and when I say mega church, I'm talking about averaging 11,000 11, weekly worshipers yeah. across four campuses. Pretty big. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty big. That's pretty significant, right? Um, this pastor, Todd Wagner, um, has stepped back, not stepped down. There is a difference, and, and I'm glad that the difference or the distinction is made in this article. But he is stepping back from the helm of this church. It's Watermark Church or Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas, because he has been repeatedly approached by the elders. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Pause just for dramatic effect. All right. So it's not a one man show. And now you can see the blessing in that, the grace in that, right? The wisdom of God in that. So he's been repeatedly approached by the elders that what they saw in his life was the sin of pride. Hmm. Hmm. And so since June, this article says, they have had these ongoing talks where they are pointing out to him that he is operating in a state of pride, right? Arrogance, haughtiness, Mm -hmm. in opposition to God. These are elders who take seriously what the Lord has installed them to do, by the way. Right. You understand? Because how easy would it be to be like, well, I mean, you know, we don't have a situation like, you know, (laughs) so-and-so has over at their church. I mean, yeah, our our pastor thinks that everything, you know, rises and falls (laughs) on him. But, I mean, it could be worse. No, no, no. That's pretty bad. Right. <laughs> like that's that's pretty bad. And so we're going to talk about this. But here's a story. After more than 20 years at the helm, Todd Wagner, senior pastor and co-founder of Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas, announced on Sunday that he's temporarily stepping away from his pulpit uh, due to the sin of pride. Mm. I know that there's some people listening to us and, like, and they're saying, oh, come on, man. <laughs> oh, come on. Because because we have things that we have so normalized in the body of Christ that we're like, aren't there bigger things to care about? (laughs) Well, what's bigger than putting yourself sort of like in, in the position to receive the glory that is due only the Lord. That's right. Right. What's, what's bigger than that? And, and I would say, and, and will the great, I would, I would like to hear your take on this Mm -hmm. as well, but I would, I would strongly suggest that every other manifestation that we see, the the types of rebellion that we look at and we say, oh, that's so bad. You know, right. I would say that the root of it is pride. I don't have to answer to anybody. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm in control. I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. It, uh, a lot of it stems from pride. And, it, you know, when I read that story, you know, I, I was amazed. I was like, man, because you don't see this being the reason for reason for someone stepping back. You know, Correct. Uh, it, like you said, it's always something, you know, some kind of uh, moral failure or, or, you know, something that happened that that we it, that's big in our eyes. But yeah. just to know that he had this type of accountability and uh, pe- uh, elders around him, you yeah. know, that were able to, you know, call him on on these things and say, yeah. hey, this is a blind spot that mm-hmm. we see and was able to talk to him. And, you know, he had, um, you know, he listened and and took the advice, the wise counsel. Amen. That's something that's praiseworthy. And you know, really and I think is. it wouldn't happen in a lot of places because, you know, a lot of times we we do think that the pastor is 
all of that that our pastor is and this, untouchable and untouchable and you know he but man he's a, a man just like the rest and so that's right you know that accountability is needed and so i'm so thankful that this church had leadership that was able to step in and say hey we see this and had those discussions with the pastor and and it led to this it shows the great need for a plurality of elders yeah. like that it's that it's not just a one man show um it shows the necessity of uh, not being surrounded by yes men who no matter what you do they say oh yeah you hung the moon mm. oh yeah you know, that's right. great that's great right. they're always nodding in agreement there must be uh solid men who surround uh one another one another i would say mm. and are able to hold each other accountable and this is an example of that this article goes on to point out for the first time in 20 years well this is what the pastor said on sunday uh for the first time in 20 years i'm stepping back pastor todd wagner I'm stepping back from what I usually do so I can do the hard work of hard work. Mm. Mm. So don't be looking for some scandal. Don't even think this is scandalous. <laughs> he says, what is scandalous is when a Christian plays with, overlooks, or welcomes sin, respectable or not. <laughs> now, now think about that. Do we, do we have some, do we have sin that we find respectable, like sin, like that we're like, well, I can keep that. You know what I mean? Like that, this, this to me is amazing on so many levels because yeah. it shows a fear and a reverence for God yeah. that God is not to be played with. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I the, think that is a, to me, it's, it's a model. It, it, this is something that's, <clears throat> that sticks out because we don't see this type of reverence usually. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're always looking at the L's that the church is taking because I of know it. leadership I know messing up. It. But this is something that, you know, we should say, man, look great. at this. This is great. You yeah. know, and it should be something that we we would look at and, and say, man, we can learn from this. Uh, do some uh, evaluation on our surroundings. You know, do mm-hmm. we have this type of leadership around us, you know, that would be able to say this to us and us, you know, listen. You know, so I think this mm-hmm. is, a, is a great story to highlight how things should be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He said uh, on Sunday, I thank God I have friends to help me. Pride kills. That's right. And I would call what I've heard my friends describing and telling me pride. Yeah. That's the sin. And it's really interesting because, you know, I don't think of myself or he said, I fool myself into thinking I'm not a prideful person because I never look in the mirror and clap. Mm. <laughs> A lot of us would be in that category, but yeah. it goes so much further than that, right? And yeah. so I think we need to talk about that just a little bit, just a little bit, and then we'll ask a question about marriage because marriage has been in the headlines as well. Hmm. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll take the break and be right back. Just give me Jesus. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you spending this hour of your day with mm-hmm. us. Thank you for doing that. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and as unspoken with Just Give Me Jesus. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We'll open up the phone lines in the next segment. Uh, we're talking about um, pride, basically, and how for pride to be called out and for a person to say, hey, you've put your finger on a deficit in my life. This is sin. And, uh, and then for them to repent of it. 
uh, is really unheard of. Mm. But to go a step further for it to be a pastor. Yeah. To take a step back and to say, man, um, what I keep hearing from my elders Mm. here. Right. Is that I'm given to pride. I mean, all of the descriptions that are coming before me. Um, seem to define my ailment here as pride. So I need to take a step back. What's interesting in this article is he says, um, I've been short and irritable. And then this is big and I'm invalidating at times. Mm-hmm. This is when you talk to someone and you you try to share a loving rebuke with them and they invalidate what you're saying. No, yeah. no, no, because yeah. no, no, it's never, it's never that, <clears throat> Right. And so what's amazing to me is that not only is this, this is leadership, by the way, right. <laughs> like this is, this is the church advancing. This is the kingdom of God advancing, right? Yeah. Not only is this pastor saying, I'm taking a step back because of the sin of pride, but the pastor is publicly pinpointing what that has looked like. So it, it's not just, okay, get off my back. I'll take, a, I'll take a break. All right. It's pride. Right. He had, he's identified what the problems are. Like yes. he's been shown and he's like, yes, this is this is where it is. You know, and it's amazing to me, like you said in the beginning, how this is a, a story, because I, you, you wonder how did this even you know, I, I guess if you have 11,000 people and you have a big church yeah, like that. Pretty big deal. But it's like, how do they even how do you even know that this is going on in that church? Whatever. But I'm glad to know the story because I think it, it serves as an example of of leadership. You know, of of elders being able to 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 speak into the uh, the lives of the of the pastor and to say, hey, I, we see this, we see that. You know, it's just such so, such an important uh, deal to have accountability and to have that transparency there, where you where people can can tell you these type of mm-hmm. things. You know, and we mm-hmm. just don't see that. But this yeah, is awesome. No. You know. To, to see this. Now, let me ask you this question. Why do you think we have uh, diminished the offense of pride in the body of Christ today? Like, I'm, hmm. I'm, and I'm speaking specifically like in the American context, right? Because this is where this is the church that we know, the church yeah. in America. Why do you think we have diminished pride the way that we do that? It's like one of those yeah. sins. That it's like not so bad. Yeah, I I think one reason is because we can't readily identify it because it's almost accepted that there's yeah. going to be, you know, wow. a sense of pride in certain, yeah. th- you know, I'm the pastor. If I don't want to listen to what you, you know, certain thing, you know, I'm, I'm the the head man. And, you know, this, mm-hmm. I think that could be that, that is not mm-hmm. easily identified, you know, and I think it can even be just a part of what I would call just American Christianity to where mm, it's like, that's that, what I was thinking. you know, too. that it's so yeah. much like a, a CEO in a business that mm-hmm. it's like, this is a, a good quality that yeah. I have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's almost yeah. like this, this idea of in, in America, we are commended for pride. Yeah. We're, we're commended yeah. that no matter who participated, no matter who did it, we take full credit for it. Like it's, it's like, oh, that makes you the big person. Yeah. Um. It would, it would be described. I think maybe you know, an an, an American way for us to say that is like we say, man, it was God and grit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But but there's like really not even sunset between God and grit. It's <laughs> right. like God and grit. It's, right. It's, right. Right. We, you know, we did this together. Um, and, and my grit is just as valuable as God's oversight. Mm. You know what I mean? Like my do it yourself, my, um, pull myself up by my bootstraps. 
And I think one of the things that we have done, just when you look at the scriptures, right, you, you survey what the scriptures teach us about pride. One of the things I think we have done is detach pride from the understanding of its first appearance in, in this great rebellion that happened mm. bet- uh, with Satan against God. Mm. Like, why, why was he cast out of heaven? Like, right. like, why was he rejected? It was for the sin of pride. If you right. look at Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 14, starting at verse 12, it reads, How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above hmm. the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly. In the far reaches of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Oh, Mm. goodness. Good grief. But you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit. And isn't that sort of like the, the, that is like the quintessential definition or illustration of pride. It's that, that I, my, I am God. Right. Mm. Like that's I, I yeah. am the one who makes this happen. I mean, this is this is the manifestation of the full sentiment. I don't need anyone outside of myself. It's it's in me. This this mm-hmm. pride is is self-worship. Yeah. Right. It's taking yeah. the glory that should only be God's. And so when you think about that, this is an egregious sin. Yeah. It is not Definitely. something that should be taken lightly. But I think we have made light of it because to be great in America mm-hmm. is like what we aim for. Right. And so it's not, I don't think it's easily identified as being something wrong. Like those right. are qualities sometimes that are seen as being like, yeah, that's what we, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm talking, and I'm talking about clear like pride. And But I, yeah. I think that we, you know, don't identify that. And sometimes, sometimes we like to give it, you know, certain terms and say to make it Uh-oh. not as bad. We like to say, man, just confident, you Uh-oh. know, uh, that is not, but sometimes, you put know, on your, it's put on your construction boots. <laughs> I'm just saying, boots. we, okay, we try to ahead. clean it up, but yeah. if there's a survey of our heart, we'll see that this thing that we call yeah. confident is, is pride, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think the Holy Spirit is willing and able to show us, you Man. know, the difference because there, because there is a difference, but I think we kind of bring the two and make them one type of thing. And it's not, it's not. You know, I think it's 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 something because we can notice uh, those of us who are parents, you know, we can notice in our children mm-hmm. um, their various propensities. Mm-hmm. We can notice what they <laughs> bend toward and their yes. like their sinful nature. Right. Yes. And pride is one of those things that if you have a kid who will sort of be like this is their their bent toward that struggle. Mm-hmm. You see it manifest itself really early on. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Really early on. And sometimes I think even as parents, we will say, oh, that kid's so confident. Mm -hmm. Look, oh, nobody can shake, (laughs) you know, like that. I mean, and it's our way of saying that this pride or this arrogance is okay. It almost gets our seal of approval. Right. We can just let them just let them have that. But really what we are doing is setting them up to be in this place where they're like, it's all me. Mm hmm. I did this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, now, I mean, there is a balance though. There is. Grade. And, I mean, and there, I think because... God equips us to like, like you use, you know, about our children, that there mm-hmm. are some certain qualities that are great and God will use those qualities of assertiveness or, you know, taking on challenges and things like that. Yeah. But when it's pride, we can't yeah. play with that. Oh, and, man. and I, and I, 
I believe God gives us the ability to see the difference. We, you can see the difference, you know, when you're discipling your children That's between, right. oh, man, they'll go get it. They, they did this. You know, like, man, they really, you know, didn't stop until they finished. And, you know, as something that's different that, you know, I'm the best or I'm, you know, like just you can see it. And I think and there is a difference. Yeah. And there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. And and, and here's now this may be confusing, but of course, we believe that the word of God is a straight edge. And so there's nothing that we're going to deal with in life that we can't go to the word for. Right. The word actually deals with this difference in the type of pride that we're describing, because there is a type of um sense of satisfaction like oh whoa look at this accomplishment yeah this is a good thing and yeah. it's described as pride even even in the scriptures mm-hmm. but it's quite different from <clears throat> excuse me the wickedness of like making yourself god mm. or setting yourself up in your own that mind yeah. to be god and it is the matter of the heart mm-hmm. you see in uh in second corinthians chapter seven the apostle paul talks about the pride that he has for the Corinthians in second um, Corinthians chapter seven, verse four, he says, I'm acting with great boldness toward you. I have great pride in you. I am filled with comfort and all our affliction. I am overflowing with joy. Mm. And so like there is a difference in saying, man, praise. I'm, I'm happy about what you're doing. You know, there's right. a, there's a sense of accomplishment. Like, okay, yes, we have, you know, we've seen the Lord be victorious in your life and, and, <laughs> Whatever role I played in that, yay, God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God be glorified. So there is a different, same thing in Galatians chapter 6, verse 4. There is a different type of pride when you're talking about being happy that the Lord has done something or happy that the Lord has enabled you to do something. So that sense of accomplishment is not bad, Mm -hmm. but it's when you see yourself as God. Right. That it has been exploited or perverted. And what you're you're talking about is different from, you know... Herod getting ready to make his uh his speech and making his speech and give, not giving God the glory, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know that's that's a that's Man. a difference, you know. you know, and you can see those things. The Holy Spirit has equipped us to to see those things as we raise our kids, and even in us. Because you see a lot of yourself in your children. You're like, man. Oh, ain't that the truth? You know, and it's like, ouch. Like, ooh, the things that you can uh, (laughs) clearly see, a lot of times that's because you are doing that. It's you. uh, Have been you. And you're like, man, wow. But that's that's the blessing of sanctification, even with our children, you know. And, you know, you have have that moment. (laughs) (laughs) You have that moment where you can see those things that are your own deficits mm. and you can be like, Oh, Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's what it looks like. And, mm-hmm. and you can, as you correct, you can repent yourself. Right. Cause the Lord, this is part of the sanctification work that is children. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. This is part of the sanctification work that is marriage. Right. Yes. Um, where in this yes. relationship that you have, the Lord shows you something of an area of weakness in yes. your own life. So you have like two options. You can (laughs) see it and you can say, eek, that's Mm -hmm. what I look like when I'm thinking like that (laughs) or trying to cover up. Because when you as you grow older, Mm -hmm. as an adult, Mm -hmm. you learn how to conceal it a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah. You yeah. move on from the, hey, look at me, which is literally what the kid is saying. Hey, look Uh, at uh, at how great Uh, I am. Oh, my goodness. Man, you know. And the thing is, man, so God is so merciful yeah. when he show you those things that are in you, too. Man, when you go to discipline, 
you're full of grace. You're like, full of grace. Because God you're didn't like, like, he had patience with me. <laughs> so, Lord, I see this. I need to discipline yeah. it. But I'm going right, to have. Can't leave uh, it unchecked. Right. But I, I have more grace. I'm like, that's you right. know, mercy upon this that's person. Right. Because I, I know that I'm, I'm no good, too. You know, that's right. <laughs> Man, but it's, it's sanctifying. Man, it really is. There's there's no room. <laughs> there's no room <laughs> for the flesh to glory, right? Yeah. There's no room for us to sit as as we are the Lord. We really <laughs> are stewards. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. Lord has put us in charge, but ultimately what we're doing and what we're executing is for his glory. I mean, that's that, so that's the one option is to be Man. humble. Yeah. All right. And and to discipline from a place of that type of sobriety mm-hmm. where you see your own shortcomings and you know that the Lord has often rebuked you for similar things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you forego the discipline. Right. Right. But you discipline in humility. Yeah. But then or the other option is that you have not submitted to the Lordship of Jesus mm. as far as that discipline goes. Yeah. And so you find yourself praising those things that could be mm. destructive of your child. Mm. Um, you want them to be the center of attention. Yikes. You want them to be oh. praised. You want them to think that they're the best. You think that that is the only path. Man. To success, <laughs> that sets up a kid to operate in a rebellion against God right. that as an adult, they don't come back from. Mm. So we have to discipline for the glory of God. Mm. It's not just Amen. like because we want kids to make us look good. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? It's it is for their benefit so that they are trained and become acquainted. Where where are kids first introduction to what authority is? Yeah. Right. And so if we from a young age can train them how to recognize that it's the Lord's love that is demonstrated in his rebuke, Hmm. not that he praises everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, he's talking back. Isn't that so sweet? (laughs) No, it is not. Oh, no, it is not. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and one of the things that you and I would always say (laughs) is like the things that come out of kids mouths when they're toddlers. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of marvel. It's like, dude, how'd your brain even put that together? Right. You know, but then you have that moment where you're like, you know, you're two, but I don't want to deal with this at 12. Exactly. You're like, no, nah, you, you're not going to grow up to You go sit in the full, chair. No, we got to stop this now because it continues and it's going to manifest in <laughs> an older way. Like when it, Correct. When, when it's 15, <laughs> you, you might thought, you might've thought it was cute when it was uh, five or right. three, but when it's 15, you're like, you're going on ah. and you're like, <laughs> and it's hard. Look, we've got we've got a we've got a kid, um, you know, who is pretty aware of himself all the time and wants you to be aware of him, too. Yes. Like, all well, eyes on me. <laughs> every time I walk into the room, like doesn't come into the room quietly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I hate to I hate to put him on blast. He's young. He cannot live this. So. <laughs> So I'm I'm okay if people guess who it is right now. You know, I try to do it with the with the bigger three. So there you go, process of when people are counting on their fingers, they're like, well, the Addison's got 17. So if you take away three, wow. put down the one in the tens column. All right, they're talking about Sam Witt. It's Sam Witt. <laughs> he, he's four, but he's got this, like he doesn't walk into a room quietly. And, and we see this as if we leave it unchecked, it grows into this like, because right now he's the baby of the family. Yeah. Now there's a baby that's coming that's going to say to him, not so. Right? right. Like there's, he's going to have to, you know. But the shaping that happens yeah. is very labor intensive. And why is it labor intensive? Because we want him to be able to respond to the correction of the Lord. That's right. We want him to be able to respond to the gospel first and foremost. 
and then ultimately live for the glory of God. Yes, pride still does matter to God. It's mm. a big deal. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. I want to be a flame for you. Let me be a flame for you. Burn in me, God. Burn in me. I want to be a flame for you. Let me be a flame for you. Burn in me, God. Burn in me. Psalm chapter 10, verse 4 says, In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. Hmm. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. Yes, God still cares about pride. And um, one of the stories, well, actually the story that we're using as a backdrop for this discussion uh, tells of Pastor Todd Wagner of Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas, who has taken a step back not a step down, but taking a step back from the pulpit uh, to examine himself because his elders, the elders of the church, mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, has 11,000 weekly worshipers across four campuses. That's amazing. Pretty big church, <laughs> um, which, you know, honestly could be some of those things that lend itself to pride. You know what I mean? Could mm -hmm. be some of the, like, we're successful. Mm -hmm. Look at, look at what has happened in the 20 years that have been at the helm here. Like, look at what we've done. But I, I just say, man, glory to God that this pastor was willing to submit himself to the type of accountability that is able to say, and that's, man, that's fine tuned yeah. accountability. And he, he said something, something uh, that was very, very important. He said, mm -hmm. you know, he never thought of himself as being like the prideful one. Cause he don't look in the mirror and clap. Right. The thing is, um, Pride is not always loud. It's Correct. not. It's not always the one that want to be seen. You know, you could be That's introverted. True. You could and be prideful because <laughs> it can Man, still so be true. all about you. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, maybe in a different way. Yeah. You know, uh, it may not manifest like someone who has a different personality. That's a great. Point. But it can still be there because it's still about you. You That's know, right. this may That's be right. in a negative it takes way place in the heart. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So pride, man, it's not just for people of a certain personality type. Like, no, it can be anyone can be operating in pride. And we have to. Man, check I'm our so glad you that. said that. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said that because it, it truly is an issue of the heart yeah. and it may manifest itself in different ways. But it remains an issue of the heart. Not yeah. all of the action will look the same. Right. Um. But it can no less be present in the in the in the human heart. Wow. Let's open the phone lines. Uh, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Discussing pride here and the fact that, you know, God still cares about pride. <laughs> like that's not one of those things. Well, in light of everything else that's going on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, God still cares about pride. But I think by extension, this causes us to introspectively consider whether or not we have normalized certain sins mm. um, in the church that we say, you know, as long as it's not that, then we're OK with right. it. But I think, again, hearkening back to what we talked about yesterday, when you consider that the Lord is coming back for a a bride yes. that is without spot or wrinkle, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like that this a purified church. Uh, none of these things gets to pass, do they? I mean, none of no. these things get to slip right on through. 
No, not at all. You know, the, this <laughs> pride is one of those things. Sometimes you can talk about gossiping, you know, oh, come uh, on. modesty. Like yes. And then, yeah. like you said, in this Acts 17 culture that we're living in, we have to make sure that the church, you know, is able to address these type of uh, topics, you know, uh, from a biblical perspective that, you know, now that we live in in 2020, doesn't mean that we can now gossip and, you know, that the things that were talked about, even those what we would consider small sins, you know, <laughs> on, that that's not important to God. Like Man, that's so his good. standard is the standard, you know. That's right. And so, yeah. And pride, you know, that may even seem to be a big one to a lot of people. But man, there's so many other things that, man, we need to constantly have our hearts checked before the Lord. You know, I remember I remember us having a conversation um, at, uh, at at our fellowship meal, like following one of our church services. And uh, the what was in the news headlines, and this has been a while back, what was in the news headlines was, <clears throat> excuse me, Aisha Curry, mm. um, the the wife of Steph Curry, yeah. plays for the Golden, Golden State Warriors. Thank you. That's right. And um, <laughs> I remember her making headlines because as a Christian, she was saying that, you know, sometimes it's discouraging to her that everywhere they go, um, there are women falling all over themselves for Steph Curry. Mm. And she made the comment that, man, you know, yes, I'm married and I love my husband. <clears throat> Excuse me. But she said it would be nice for men to notice me or to look in my direction mm, or I to try that. to approach me. Even yeah. remember, just mm-hmm. she was like just to even have the opportunity to turn them down. And so this was a great conversation that we had around the table <laughs> yeah. about this, because, yeah. you know, there were some people who were like, there's nothing wrong with what she said. Mm. And um, again, to me, this is this this becomes one of those cultural moments where it's like, no, that's not what we want. Like right. as Christian women, our goal and our aim is not to turn the heads of other women's husbands. Come on now. That's not what now. we're doing here. Like that's that is a Come that that is a sensual um, you know, void of God feeling that now. we have to put to death in our flesh. Amen. When you're getting up in the morning as a woman of God, you're not going, oh, this is really going to get him here. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? You're not you're not like (laughs) now you want your husband to be attracted to you. Of course, Mm -hmm. you want to do what it takes to maintain that physical connection. You don't you don't want to. But your goal is not that other women's husbands would be looking at you like that's if that's in the heart. That's got to be weeded out. So so we did a show on this, actually. (laughs) You know, we're like, man. Aisha Curry's getting it wrong. That's, you know, now I appreciate her being able to be vulnerable, but the problem comes in that people at the time were validating that and saying, good for her. She should be, yeah, she should feel beautiful. But does, is that, does that feeling come from somebody else's husband (laughs) or somebody, you know, somebody's future husband? Right. Like I, I, you know, I don't know. No, I think that's one of those things that we just have said, now we have, you know, excuse the expression, but things like we hot mamas and all of these things. And, and I'm like, ah, y'all, why? Why are we doing that? Like, can you can you imagine the Apostle Paul writing a letter talking about the hot mamas ministry? Like, I just <laughs> don't see it. Like, there are things that we have just adopted in yeah. like 21st century Christianity that you go. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that, yeah. you know. Anyway, all right, let's go to the phone lines. Well, the great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Sherry in Mississippi. Hi, Sherry. Okay, hi, yes. y'all. I'm just so pleased to have a husband and wife team 
with really different personalities on there encourages me and my husband. <laughs> uh, that, you know, God put us together for a reason. Sometimes we don't know it, but we're going to stick with it because we know he put us in it. <laughs> and I really appreciate y'all's ministry. One time we were in mentoring, and, uh, you know, that's a real good church that, you know, disciples their people, mm-hmm. and that's what we need more of. And they yeah. opened our eyes to the pride of self-pity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? People that, like you say, introverts or people that aren't like outrageously what we think is prideful, we're being proud of not being prideful. Mm. We're being self pity and we're selfish, and that that is prideful. Yeah, and that that's what people need to know. Yeah, come oh, no, that's on, good, Sherry. Sorry. Listen. <laughs> Look and look and and Sherry B is like, see, that's how we Sherry's do it. That's that's the that's what we say. Listen, let me. You are spot on, and well, I think that's what you were alluding to. That you, it doesn't have to be this. Hey, look at me. Look at how great I am. But it is also this exaggerated focus on self. And I'm going to say this gently, carefully. We'll. I'll just touch down on it, unless Will the Great wants to go a little bit deeper. (laughs) But I think sometimes. This is the fuel behind depression in our lives. Yeah, there is such an over-focus. It's a prideful focus on self that we cannot focus on the Lord mm. or even the care for other members of the body of Christ. Right. It's just us. Right. It's, it's just me. Yep. It's what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. And I'm just going to sit right here and I'm just going to feel sorry for myself until somebody comes mm-hmm. along. And, you know, and and that is. That is a, that is a type of pride, and, yeah. and man, Sherry, you are you are spot on. Yeah, I agree. That's good. Okay, <laughs> where do we go next? Let's go to Allen in Oklahoma. Hi, Allen. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having Hello. me on. God bless you guys for your ministry, and thank you for getting into God's Word and uh, discussing these issues. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say that uh, you kind of touched on it a minute ago about look at it as a small sin but god says sin is sin is sin it doesn't matter there's no good small sin there's no big sin mm-hmm. sin is sin the only unforgivable sin is blaspheming the holy spirit mm-hmm. and uh it says that in god's word mm-hmm. uh, amen the, the sense of pride i think everybody falls into that mm-hmm. we don't all want to admit it uh praise god that this pastor is willing to step back and evaluate himself mm-hmm. um, but at the same token that board of elders did the article by any chance uh, put out there for the whole world to see what sins they had because I'm sure that they all fall into some category because we all fall short of the glory of God we all sin Every that's right no you, yeah it's, that's true that's a that's a great point Alan and and Thank I want to say this too um, Thank you for bringing up that point, because it gives me the opportunity to make sure that everybody understands the reason for covering this. We are actually commending this pastor for taking this step back, because as the teaching pastor, sometimes that gets put in a category of like being untouchable. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing as well. When we hold each other accountable, it's not that we are saying we are perfect. We are walking these walks together. That's right. Right. So we are all stumbling in many ways. Okay. It's like, okay, yeah, I didn't get it right. This in this area, but it doesn't mean that we're waiting for perfection Mm -hmm. to be able to say, Hey, listen, this is going on. And I, I don't think that these elders took at least based on what I've read here. Let me say that. Of course, I don't know all the ins and outs. Right. I don't think that these elders have taken the position of we are better than you. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, I think it's a position of love. 
This is destructive if it goes unchecked. That's right. Right. The person who is the teaching pastor who has the pulpit ministry, man, it is it can be very strongly tempting to rob God of his glory because you bring the word. You understand what I'm saying? Like and, and so anyway. I don't know. It, does that does that help? Or does yeah. that make sense? No, that, okay. no that, that was good. That was good. Okay. Let's Where go, do we go next? Let's go to uh, Gary in Alabama. Hi, Gary. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Good to talk to y'all. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. God bless you. Uh, yes. I just want, man, y'all are nailing that, that pride thing. I was literally saved from that by the Lord. Mm. I had a fault humbleness it masqueraded as humbleness but it was pride i didn't realize it until after i was born again Mm. before when i was just like a social christian when Mm. i was born again it was revealed to me that you know i would say things like god you know i'm my life's in good shape you you help the people who are weaker you know (laughs) who are less than me basically and it come off as a humbleness but it was the most prideful this disgusting thing and it separates well you just nailed it now and i had to get on here and just proclaim the lord and how he saves us from something simple like that amen 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 thank you gary man i i will say you know um we have conversations on a regular basis that involve us uh thanking the lord for not leaving us the way that we are yeah like mm-hmm. sometimes that that's such a simple prayer, but it is, it is deep, right? That the yeah. Lord doesn't just leave us the way that Amen. we are, that he's ever drilling and ever pressing that we are growing and going from glory to glory. And, and that is a blessing. Amen. Uh, thank you, Gary, for calling and sharing. We appreciate it so much. Where do we go next? Will the great. All right. We have one more. His uh, Cheryl in Arkansas. Hi, Cheryl. Um, I just wanted to give you a young believers perspective on pride, because that was something that I really struggled with when I first started reading the Bible and stuff. Okay. I, I didn't understand how pride was sin because it's like you're supposed to be proud to be a christian and i was confusing boldness and standing up for what you believe in with mm. pride and it, whenever you're an unbeliever and somebody is explaining the gospel you're like wow you know you think you're so much better than me and you look at them as being prideful and then mm. when you become a, a believer you have to struggle with okay am i being prideful or am i being loving and then also you know i remember back when i was a kid and you watch all the before they became so politicized, you'd watch like the reward shows and stuff. And I was always confused. Like, why are they thanking God? They had the talent. They did this. And I used to get mad. Like, I'm not going to give God credit for what I've accomplished. And then as a Ooh. believer, I understand everything that I am, that is a strength was a gift to me. And mm. instead of being prideful, I can have pride, but my pride should be God has blessed me with this. Not I have this gift mm. and this is all on me. And so I've learned to, you know, whenever I start to feel proud proud about something, I look to God and I think how he allowed this to happen. I could have been born blind. I could have been born deaf. I could have been born stupid. Like, there's a lot of things that I've taken pride in my whole life that have gotten me where I'm at. And I've always looked at it as it was me. And now I understand I'm nothing without God. Mm. So in order to have pride, I have to you know, glorify him mm-hmm. and be proud of him choosing me, not being proud of myself. I'm not proud of my accomplishments. I'm proud that he trusted me with these things and I'm being a good steward of them to glorify him. Amen. Cheryl, listen. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you so much for sharing that. And and man, let me just tell you, when we talk about the work of discipleship, what you just mentioned 
was the topic of conversation a couple weeks ago around our table, around our kitchen table. Why do I have to say this and that when I did this? Man, <laughs> we could say more, but we're out of time. Cheryl, thank you so much. Uh, until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.